Welcome to the SUP Podcast with your hosts, Louis and Moitze. Every week, we ask each other what's up with our businesses. What are we struggling with? What's going well? And what interesting things from the world of bootstrapping do we have on our minds today? Follow along, and if you like what you hear, support us by leaving a rating or review in the podcast app of your choice. On with the show. Hey, Moitze, how is it going today? I think we always start with the weather update. So here's another weather update. It's been raining for the past, I think, couple of days. So I'm not in the best of moods, but I'm hanging in here. How are you? (laughs) Similar. It's rainy here as well. It's horrible, to be honest. It's warmish, about 17 degrees, but it is not pleasant outside today. Yeah. And apart from the weather updates, what's been going on with you? Because I know that last week... You had a pretty stressful week and I could hear it in your voice. Is it any better today or this week? <laughs> yes and no. So Monday was a lot better. Yesterday and today, pretty stressful days. And then I'm really hoping to get some actual work done tomorrow and on Friday. It's been pretty crazy. Sales are still going really well for Sparkloop. So a lot of sales calls, a lot of onboarding calls. And I shouldn't be complaining because a lot of larger customers as well who just need more hand-holding, more calls, more emails, Mm -hmm. case studies sending their way, all that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's going really well. We are, I don't know if you remember, we talked about goals for the year and I whispered a bit about potentially maybe this being the year Mm -hmm. in 2021 where we if everything goes right, that we might by the end of the year reach a million dollars in in ARR. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at how much we'd have to grow to achieve that. And it's pretty much 20% month on month for the year. Okay. And we are quite far ahead of that at the moment. Not ridiculously far, but comfortably ahead. That's awesome. That's great to hear. Yeah. So if things keep going this way, then it may not have been such a, mm-hmm. a an insane, crazy goal mm-hmm. at all. I think Sparkloop wise, things are going well. My focus this week, apart from string sales calls, customer support and stuff like that has been to start announcing some of the partners we're working with who tend mm-hmm. to drive us quite a lot of, of new customers and traffic. So we're really doubling down on that. I've been creating custom landing pages for our partners and sharing that with them and trying to formalize that process a bit. And that's, that's worked pretty well. Seen some good results from doing that. And we're, we're definitely going to carry on. Mm-hmm. Other than that, um, what else is there? I'd say one thing I'm quite happy about is that the sales for founders course is coming to a close in its current iteration on Monday. So I have one more office hours group session this Friday Mm -hmm. and then like uh, finishing off answering any final questions, touching on things that people still have questions about on Monday Mm -hmm. and then it's done. And that means I get my weekends back and don't have to put in 12 hour days on the weekends. And I am very excited about being able to, I don't even know what I'm going to do on the weekend. I might go surfing. (laughs) So how do you feel about sales for founders ending this cohort uh, specifically. So how, how do you feel about that? I, it's bittersweet. I think I have lofty expectations for what sales for founders could be. 
and it just doesn't match up with the amount that people are paying and the amount of time I have available to put into it. So in my head, I know what people really, what would really help people is if I ran it more like the more expensive cohort where it's Mm. really hands-on and I'm just bugging people to do work on it all the time. And I I think that would be a really good approach to to doing it. It's just necessarily more hands-off at the moment. People are seeing results. I, I think so it's five modules in total. Okay. And the the first module is very th- like theoretical and people, they like it, but they don't really, they can't really do anything with the first yeah, hour. Yeah. Then the second and the third hours is, is like the, it's the boring part, <laughs> which is we're going to go and find some customers and then we're going to email them or, or, you know, do outreach them. And here's how to do that. And that's, it's not so daunting. It's not so exciting. It's actual work. And then the call we had on Monday was all about how to do sales calls. And all of a sudden people found that really exciting and they really enjoyed that one. And they were full of uh, kind of excitement to go and do that. So I definitely did a better job in that kind of module itself, but also it's just a more fun and more exciting module to do. So I'm pretty happy with how it went overall. It was a nice experiment. I probably would repeat it again in the future. Not sure if I will just because of the time involved. Yeah. And maybe that's something we we might touch on a bit today as well as just talk about how yeah. to, to find the time to do that. But I want to hear how things are going for you first. What crazy milestones has your new e-commerce business reached this week? I stopped tracking the financials because it's been going really well and I was focusing on other stuff for the for the online store. So the milestone it's not number related. And that's for the online store. Previously, when we were ordering products for the online store, we were ordering them from different distributors um, that were essential. So for example, if we wanted to get stuff from Nepal, we were ordering them from a company that's based in somewhere in Europe. Now, like we're in a very good position financially as well. And I decided, you know what, I'm ready to put in a bigger order and order directly from Nepal. So I just ordered a bunch of stuff from Nepal and paid $330 for shipping. And I filled out like a crazy form that looked interesting and a little bit fishy, but I was like, cool. I think this will still work. So (laughs) I think that's the milestone that I, that I want to focus on and mention today, just getting rid of the middleman and going directly to the source is something that I've been looking forward to, even though I have to pay a lot for shipping and use really weird bank forms or whatever, but it's something that I'm super proud about. The other thing that I'm proud about in general is the balance that I'm now finding again, now that I'm getting the hang of the online store and everything that's happening with super spicy media, I think that I'm in a really good spot and I go to bed every single night, just, I don't know, feeling good about the work that I put in that day. Wow. It sounds like you have your, your life completely sorted out. You have. No, I don't, but (laughs) (laughs) thanks for thinking that. (laughs) Seems that way from the outside. It's yeah. Uh, that's interesting actually (laughs) maybe you noticed do you feel the same way that I do I had a real kind of burst of energy I think in maybe October November ish Mm -hmm. and then all the way through January I just 
I felt like the adrenaline that had kept me going yeah. maybe throughout a lot of the, the lockdown was just gone. Yeah. And I felt really flat and deflated and really just bad. And I was struggling to make myself care about things and do things that I should have done. And the last couple of weeks that's been back with, with Avengers, like I feel really good and motivated and excited to, to work on stuff at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel the exact same way. So previously I also, I felt every single day was just chaotic and I felt like I was working all day, but at the end of the day, I didn't feel like I got anything done, but now like things settling down a little bit, like I feel like I'm in a super good spot. Nice. Yes. Same here. I'm just, I just have all this energy somehow and I'm just doing a, a lot of work. Yeah. Same here. And I, like I was talking to my husband about this as well, because we're all, we're both feeling the same way. And we were, if, if we have this uh, much energy right now, like we have to use it. So you don't feel like this like every single day or every single month. So, yeah. Yeah. Especially at your age. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and soon to be your age as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, awesome. So how are things at Super Spicy Media going? Really good. So I've been working with three clients now for the past couple of months, like really big clients, big projects. And I've been enjoying that work. And just recently, I think it was Tuesday even. So two or actually Monday, two days ago, I got another client and I'm working on finalizing deal with another client. So it maybe in, I don't know, next week, I'll be able to tell you that, yay, I got two more clients. So I think work-wise it's really good, but, and that's client-wise, but the science of Facebook ads is on pause right now, but I think that I'm in a spot where I don't feel bad about this because I know that like I have so much other work to do and that other work like makes me feel good that's great to hear I'm so, I I don't know why I always assumed that finding clients who'd be willing to spend on on Facebook ads especially would be quite difficult in January and February oh I think I've been noticing the like a complete opposite trend for the past couple of uh, couple of years so it's really good like from November till February essentially yeah so then I think it drops down a little bit and then summertime again but yeah maybe it's just good content that I've been putting out <laughs> or whatever no I, I was just thinking mainly because I guess I, I think more about Facebook ads as consumer products and then January and February is normally the time when after Christmas, people aren't buying so much oh. it's physical stuff. From that perspective, I do think that maybe the type of clients that Super Spice Media gets is a different type. Like very rarely is it e-commerce clients that I work mm -hmm. with. Like right now, I don't work with e-commerce clients at all. So it's typically like SaaS, B2B, which is, I, I don't think like they do evergreen content and not just and typically they don't advertise during the holidays at all because they like move away from it because every other e-commerce brand is on top of Facebook ads yeah so I think it's maybe the type of client that Super Spicy Media serves that shows a different trend yeah sounds like good news to me yeah so 
I think that last week we set a small topic for today, and that is a situation that we're both in right now, and that's managing two projects at the same time. Like we've been talking about how much work we've we've both been putting in. Like you, um, you have Sparkloop, you have Sales for Founders. Me, on the other hand, I have Super Spicy Media, and I have the e-commerce store. So let's talk about that because I'm I want to I want to hear it from you and possibly learn something about, for example, time managing these two major projects essentially that you're working on and that you're a part of. So, so how do you do that? For me, it's a weird thing, right? Where if the projects are completely different, I do like to have multiple projects at the same time. I can't remember the last time that I only ever had one thing I was working on. Hmm. And that might be because I'm just not very good at, at taking up kind of hobbies that don't turn into businesses I suppose same possible (laughs) so it could be because of that but I really enjoy having a different project I can go and work on that kind of lights up different areas of the brain Mm -hmm. I guess and feels fresh but also still challenging so I, I always have two or three things on the go for sure what I struggle with I think is I underestimate sometimes how much time each of those projects are actually going to take up and I I don't know maybe let's say if there was like a hypothetical capacity for work I should probably book in maybe 80% of that capacity just in Mm. case something crops up that I need more time to spend on but I constantly think okay I can book in 90 95% And then all of a sudden, of course, something shows up that I didn't expect Mm -hmm. and I'm at 110, 120% and and struggling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because when you mentioned that you typically underestimate the amount of time that you'll have to put in a project, I'm very similar, but I think it's not because of, I don't know, our personalities. I think it, it more has to do with Like when you take on a new project that you don't plan on it becoming like very big project, but like you just start out. I think there's always that tipping point where it starts as a hobby, a side project, and then it takes off. And then there's that tipping point where it becomes a big project and a big business, for example. So like from the start, uh, when you're scaling everything and trying to figure out how much time you're going to spend on this project it looks pretty minimal but then like I said there's that tipping point where everything becomes different so yeah I can relate yeah it's uh, as soon as the pressure becomes external as opposed to internal to actually do it then all of a sudden it becomes a lot more serious and you actually have commitments that you have to do for sure yeah yeah it's interesting yours is I would say yours has been the opposite to, to what's happened to me recently because with me sales for founders was about the amount of work that I expected it mm-hmm. to be honest but I didn't realize that I would need a lot of that time that I had that I was using for sales for founders to recover from right. sparkling which suddenly became we were doing okay but mm-hmm. it wasn't particularly troublesome I was in in December I was doing maybe one or two sales calls a day inbound so onboarding calls and stuff and that felt fine then all of a sudden it's it's eight ten or, or more a day so mm-hmm. it's, it's just 
quadrupled in the, the amount of time that mm-hmm. I need to have available. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any downtime anymore. And for you, it's almost the opposite where super spicy media seems to be roughly the same amount of work, but all of a sudden the, the side project has, has grown into a, a much bigger thing than you expected. Yeah, that's true. And I'm still at this point, not taking a lot of downtime, uh, downtime at all <laughs> in my case as well. And I know that this is, it's coming to uh, haunt me probably in the next couple of weeks, but so I'm just operating on pure energy right now. When I was planning for the e-commerce store, I honestly didn't think that it'll grow so big so quickly. I thought that this is going to be a slow progression and I'll be able to figure things out on the go and then balance it out with super spicy media with the time management of it. But then a couple of weeks um, later, it's just, it's grown very big, very fast. And I needed to figure out things on the go in a short period of time, short, much shorter than I thought originally, but finding that balance, it takes time. And yeah, luckily, like I said, Previously, I'm now at a point where I feel like I'm finding that balance between the two projects. But yeah, it's been it's been a slow progress. <laughs> yeah, and what I'd like to hear about is is how do you personally notice that you're taking on a bit too much? What are the signs for you where you realize, oh, maybe this is a bit more than I should be doing right now? So. I think it was a couple of years ago, I experienced a mild burnout. And so the signs of that burnout back then, like my jaw hurt. And I think that's something that you mentioned as well. Yeah, I was going to say that's the same for me. I've been clenching my jaw. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, for me, that's the first physical sign. And then the other sign is I have this, since I experienced that burnout, I had this rule that I have to finish work every single night until 8 p.m. I have to be done with work 8 p.m. Or if there's something really urgent that I need to take care of, 9 p.m. is okay as well. If I don't do that, and if my work extends to, I don't know, 10, 11, frequently, like even midnight, like that's another sign that I just have too much work to, that I can physically handle and stay mentally sane as well. So now like, I know, like I'm a couple of weeks ago or last week, even I noticed my jaw hurt a lot. I was going to bed at 1am, 2am in the morning, still having a lot of work to do. So those were the two signs that I knew, okay, I need to take a step back and I don't know, delegate more or just find a way for me to also take some downtime and not work because, you know, we all need that. So yeah, I'm wondering what are signs for you? Because, you know, clenching your jaw, obviously, now that you've mentioned it, or do you experience anything else as well? Yeah, it's clenching the jaw is, is a real one. It's, it's a new one. I don't think I used to do that much, but it's, I've been noticing like I'm just sitting there and my jaw is just, mm. it's, it's just clenched. That's the main one. Another thing I've been noticing recently is that I don't know if this is just me, but I can't not have any free time. Like I can't just work and then just go straight to bed. Like yeah, I will same. need, I, yeah, I'll need to watch like some terrible TV or something for half an hour. Yep. Yep. And what I notice is that the quality, and this sounds stupid because 
the, the time that I'm spending doing nothing isn't quality time. Mm-hmm. But the quality of that not quality time is even lower. Like I'll catch myself just wandering around in like my apartment or I'll catch myself like half on Twitter, half on Instagram, scrolling through Instagram, even though I hate Instagram and don't use it. I'll just yeah. be like, what am I doing here? I'm not doing anything. And then I'll be like nervous going to sleep and I won't sleep well. Yeah, I'm I'm very similar and I need that too. So I... I can't go straight to bed. I need at least like an hour of doing nothing or I don't know, reading a book. So if my work is, let's say, balanced and healthy, if I have a healthy relationship with work, so I don't work too much, I typically in the evening, I read a book, which is, I think, quality time. But then (laughs) I've been noticing very, like something very similar. If I work too much, I would... Like after work, when I need to relax, I would also do stupid shit. And another thing that I noticed now that I started to think about that, like my back typically hurts when that's another sign because like my whole body is just stiff when I, if I'm very nervous and overwhelmed, like even sitting behind my desk, I would just be like, every muscle would be just tense. So that like back hurting, that's another a uh, telltale sign for me that maybe I have too much work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's the same for me. And then I think the other thing that happens to me sometimes is I will, I'll try and get like a short-term advantage. So I'll game the system by not going for a run or by ordering a pizza or something instead of making food. Mm. And then that just becomes worse and worse. And I need to to get myself onto some kind of, of schedule with, sport and eating healthy and stuff. Otherwise I really suffer. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked problems. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk solutions? Do you have any solutions, any, any advice and that I can share some of mine or how I approach things? It's difficult, isn't it? I think it's partly realizing, like recognizing and diagnosing when you've bitten off too much. I think that's a big thing for me is to realize, okay, I shouldn't have done this. I've made this commitment now. I need to to go through with it, but let's not do this again. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a big thing. It's not weak or just inefficient or something like that. It's just, this is too much for, for mm-hmm. one person to do. I shouldn't mm-hmm. let myself get in this situation again. Like the second thing is just to, what always helps me if I'm in this kind of situation is to plan. Okay. And by that, I don't mean... I just go, oh, what do I want to do this by then and that kind of thing, but to actually map out the time. And that really calms me down. Mm-hmm. So not to set goals, because I think that's a common mistake that people make. And I've definitely made in the past, which is to say, oh, I'm going to do this thing next week. And then you feel good about it because it's okay, I'll go and do it. And it's almost like it's been done, especially if you announce it publicly or tell other people about it. It's, it goes out of your mind. Yeah. Whereas what I try and do is I will sit down and I'll say, okay, Monday morning, work on this then from this time until this time I'm going to work on this thing and then this thing and really mapping it out and that helps me quieten myself down and just be like okay realistically these are the priority things that have to get done I have given them a time slot now in which it is very easy for me to do them okay these other things aren't going to get done but that's just a fact now I don't need to worry about them anymore I can just say Mm -hmm. they're not getting done Um, Mm -hmm. and that helps me a lot yeah I think that kind of approach 
because I use it as well. I think it gives me the feeling of that, like I'm in control. So I typically do that as well. I even take it a step further and I really specify the tasks that I'm going to be working on the next day. Mm -hmm. And another thing that really helps me is when I'm feeling overworked and I feel like I'm just maybe at the beginning of a burnout, I do that. So I schedule things in advance. And then, for example, if I decide that I want to finish my workday at 8 p.m., I typically schedule tasks until 7 p.m. because I know that something will come in between. And I know I'll get an email, a client would be struggling with something and I'll need to jump and help that client out. So I have one hour from seven until eight where I can do on things that I need to do that day, even though they're not on this in this, in my schedule. And that will give me enough time to complete everything that I need to do and then finish work at 8 PM and still feel good about the work that I accomplished. Cause I think that the first step of having a healthy relationship with work is finishing work and taking some time off every single day to do whatever you want to do. And that first step begins with scheduling things in advance, giving yourself an option of completing some of the tasks at the end of the day that came during the day, and then actually finishing work with uh, at 8pm or whatever time works for you and then taking time off. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. I don't do a good job of that. I think it's partly because I, we have to do a much, we have much higher support needs, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have to be much quicker at replying mm-hmm. uh, to a lot more people, I think. So that, that's quite difficult for me. I do that on the weekends. I will say, no, I'm not going to go in and do customer support right now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm you know, I'm going to get away from my laptop. I'm going to go outside and do something. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of it for me as well is just to, to, to physically remove myself from the situation. So to go, okay, let's clean the apartment firstly so that you feel better about that always feels better anyway yeah yeah just everything is is, I don't know why (laughs) that helps but it really helps and I I enjoy doing that with some music or something as well it's it's quite therapeutic so let's clean things let's get on track with have I been for a run or whatever it is that I'm doing if the gyms are closed at the moment let's go and get outside and do that Mm -hmm. let's eat healthy instead let's get let's not Mm -hmm. be worrying about that kind of thing and Focusing on that sometimes helps me. Yeah, I agree. Cleaning, by the way, it does help. It's true crime podcasts for me <laughs> that I listen. But I had, I think I had, so the cleaning session urge happened to me last week where the, because we run our e-commerce store from our house and like we had boxes just everywhere And I was like overwhelmed with work and I just reached that point where I was, what? I need to just step away and do some cleaning. And it felt so good to just tear up those boxes and put them somewhere and just feel good about how the apartment and how our house looks. And it was a fresh start. So the next day I was super productive because those boxes didn't bother me anymore. They were hidden from view. And yeah, it just felt good to spend that time away from the computer, away from my phone, listen to true crime podcasts, just turn my brain off a little bit and then go back to work the next. 
yeah, I have to make a conscious decision not to listen to to too many podcasts because I find myself concentrating on them in the same way. I, I listen to a couple of like startup or, or marketing podcasts uh. from friends, mainly from people I know, just mm. to, to catch up with how they're doing. And I try not to listen to those unless I'm out on a you know a long walk or something. I'll try and listen to some music instead. It just mm. works better for me in terms of actually being able to shut off rather than getting me thinking about like business again. Yeah, I agree with that approach. It's that's why I just listen to true crime because <laughs> I don't need to think about a lot of things during that business related things. I just think about murder. <laughs> well, that's one way to to. to... <laughs> To relax yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I think we covered the burnout and how to notice the signs and how to then take active approach and active steps towards maybe avoiding burnout altogether and now in that fashion with that in mind let's talk about next week and what are you looking forward to and which steps are you going to take to avoid burnout <laughs> <laughs> yeah for me what's really got me in a spin at the moment is I don't have my sense of normalcy mm-hmm. which I would normally have from being in one place for a long time okay. and it sounds so stupid but being in Lisbon I really don't get the culture like I, I just don't understand the language when it's spoken mm-hmm. and there are some things appear that are just so much weirder to me than other places I've lived in. I've lived in a couple of different countries and even in the US it's pretty easy to figure out how to do basic things. Okay. And I just don't understand where people here buy food. Like the the supermarkets are also tiny and they have nothing in them and (laughs) all of the gyms are closed and my apartment isn't really big enough to do a lot of stuff. I don't know how I'm gonna work out other than like jogging and press-ups and stuff. Trying to order some cheap equipment that I can just mainly not heavy equipment so that I can ship it somewhere or just leave it here if they don't mind me leaving it here when I leave in a month or two. But it's so difficult to work all that stuff out. And I know it sounds silly, but like I I genuinely cannot work out how to get something sent here because they have a different like naming (laughs) system of how to do post, which is, is very different to the entire rest of the world. And it's just not clear how... Like we have a front door, like I'm in a big apartment building. I'm okay. at the top of the apartment building, like on the fourth floor. There are no names anywhere on the, hmm. like there's no name plates or anything like that. Even for the other house, even for the other apartments. So I'm trying to talk to the Airbnb host. He's very confused by me not understanding it about all that kind of thing. So it's just, it sounds so stupid, but I'm really like it's taking me such a long time to even do the absolute basics. Yeah. Um, It doesn't sound stupid because I know how good a routine and just knowing things can feel like. So (laughs) I I totally get that, honestly. Yeah. And it's, it's for me, I have this real nagging worry or issue around not being in the gym. Like I really like Mm -hmm. lifting heavy weights and obviously Mm -hmm. the longer I go without lifting any serious weights, the longer it's going to take me to get back to mm-hmm. some semblance of what, mm-hmm. let's be honest, it's absolutely not important in any way. I would never need to lift yeah. ridiculously heavy yeah. weights, but it just annoys me knowing that I put all that in and it's slowly yep. like hundred grams a day of weight is like draining away and there's nothing I can do. Yep. 
about yeah. it. So that, yeah, I'm, I would just like to be able to know when I will be able to go back to a gym is I think something that's weirdly, really important to me. Yeah. So I'm going to be spending the weekend and that time making some plans might move out from where I am here and just say, look, if I'm not going to be able, like the reason I'm in Lisbon in the city center is because I was hoping when I moved here, the gyms were still open and I was assuming mm. that they would probably open up again in some format pretty soon. Doesn't look like that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I just say, okay, I'm going to go and live in the country for a month and just surf every day instead. And yeah. that'll have to do. Yeah. 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 I do understand and know, like where you're coming from relating to lifting heavy weights. I think it's an addiction, honestly. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. Cause I'm the exact same. And I know, for example, I know that every now and then you need to rest for at least a week and not do anything. And I have to force myself during Christmas time every year, I have to force myself to rest. And by day three, I'm like shaking. I'm like, I need to do something and just lift. So I totally understand that. But yeah, yeah. It sucks with the whole COVID situation and everything. Yeah, totally. And what are your plans for the week? Oh, just catching up with work mainly. So like I said, I feel like I'm on a good path towards finding perfect balance between Super Spicy Media and between the online store. So just doing more of that. And with the online store, what I have noticed is that we just passed the two month yep, two months since we opened the online store. And it's been going really well. But like we've done everything based on pretty much inspiration, even like content wise, especially. And now like we have a lot of things in the work. So for example, we are trying to introduce some new products and I want to organize things a little bit better and not do everything from one day to another. So that's on my to-do list next week. So just organizing the content strategy for the online store and yeah, just running super spicy media as usual. Hopefully next week I'll have two new clients and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. It sounds like you're going to, to take a, a minute to take stock so that you can move faster afterwards again. Seems same yes. to me. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, one fun thing that's going to happen to me or that we're doing this week that I'm excited about is we mentioned now that we have Jessica on board who is mm-hmm. helping and doing a lot of the content marketing stuff. And okay. she's done some case studies for us, which are turning out, they look like they're going to be pretty good. So we're really happy about that. Oh. And we're also sitting down, or I'm sitting down this week with Kieran, who does a lot of convert kits content marketing strategy and is he really knows his stuff there mm-hmm. so he said he'd be very happy to spend an hour with me just explaining how to even think about content marketing strategy because it's not really something that I know much about at all is probably along with social media advertising <laughs> my weakest area <laughs> for sure <laughs> really not something I know anything about so I'm really excited to see what he he says hopefully he's just gonna open my eyes to the possibilities and say okay here's the foolproof basics that you absolutely have to do because that whole thing's a black box to me so I'm excited yeah yeah that's that is something to be excited about so hopefully you'll share some of the knowledge that you obtain with me as well because I'm super interested (laughs) 
Yeah, I definitely will. I think it's going to be it's going to be fun. That's a nice thing about getting to the the part we are at now with Sparkloop, is that we can just reach out to all these experts to help with specific things that、mm. they're all way better at than I am. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of the things I enjoy most about it is the opportunity to to work with really clever people, and to be able to justify. Paying them、yeah. decent money as well is is,、yeah. is always nice. Before,、That's、when you're at the beginning, it's always、I、can't really justify paying for this because we we don't have the results yet to justify it. But yeah, now yeah. we're getting to the point where it makes sense. Yeah, that and, and that's a good position to be in, being able not not just to afford experts to consult you on certain topics, but just to feel good about that as well. At the end of the day, looking at as an investment, yeah. Yeah, it's just surprising. The world is so small, and、mm-hmm. there are so few people who are really good at what they do. Yeah, yeah. And it's I I still don't really understand that whole dynamic yet. Like, why there are so few people who are just really good? It, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. But yeah. 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 I think we, we're both so tired, and we're like, yeah. I think this does it for today. <laughs> Let's just end on it. Yeah, I agree. It, it's been a week <laughs> like that, so、um, yeah. Yeah.、Oh, we'll speak soon. Yeah. Speak soon. Bye. 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 This was the Sub Podcast. If you have any questions for us, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. You can find Louis at louisnichols underscore, and you can reach out to me, Moitza at Moitza Mars. Not sure how either of those are spelled out. We get that a lot. Just check our show notes for more. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to follow along and leave a review if you like our casual check-ins. Thank you for listening.